Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm just messed up by the message already that, uh, that Drew gave. Um, come on, so good. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. What did he say? There was a time, right? There was a time, a time when I was, but then Jesus, but then Jesus, what did he do? What he said is he, there was a time when I was burdened and crushed by the burden of his kids But then Jesus showed him, what? He showed him that he was supposed to be a steward, right? And that he got to show up and that now he can enjoy his kids. Guys, what does it say? It says in in Revelation, it says they overcame by what? The The blood of the Lamb. And the word of the testimony, the blood of the lamb, they overcame by what Jesus did, but then by sharing it with others who could then discover what Jesus would do so that they could then, do you see the cycle? When I, by the blood of the lamb, when I share with others what he has done, then he can do it in them. So then they have a testimony. It's an ongoing cycle. But what, what, um, what Kristen said why is worship so important? Because we go around with our eyes on our navel, don't we? On our problems. I can't give a testimony in my problem. Does that make sense? What am I going to do when I'm fixated on my problems? Spiral, right? I'm, anybody here, you, you get your, um, okay, no, don't, don't out yourself. But anybody been a really good problem testifier? Oh, my friends, gather around. I've got some horrible news to share with you. We're all going to die. Right? Anybody? But what if instead, because when we worship, we remember, bless the Lord, O my soul. And what's the next line in that verse? All that is within me. It's all inclusive. And then? Bless his holy name. And then what? Forget not all his benefits. Do not forget what he's done. Why does it say don't forget? (laughs) It's not complicated, right? I will bless him so that now I can remember. So that I can bless him. So that I'll remember. I, I will choose to bless. This morning I had this moment where... Anybody had this where you just have this sense of doom and foreboding? Nobody? Okay, anyway, and I was like, oh. And I was just going around going, yeah, oh, man, ooh, that's, ooh it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. And I was like, I wasn't even sure what it was. And God, and God just poked me, and he said, why? I said, I don't know. He said, you don't have a reason. I said, you're right. I don't have a reason. I don't ever, this is not me. I give it to you, Lord. 
the next thing I knew, joy was just bubbling up inside of me. And you know what? I didn't have a reason for joy either. <laughs> what? This, this thing, when I'm focused on the negative, on the problem, I will always live in this place of slavery. But when I remember what God's done, I can go from glory to glory. And that's why it's so important that we share with others because sometimes we need to hear it for ourselves. Anybody here, you, you were, had a friend who was in a really bad place and you went out to encourage them and started saying things you don't even believe? <laughs> but by the end you believed? Come on. Well, one of us has got to be the DD, right? One of us has got to, you know, not go into the pit, right? This is so important for our lives. This is in him we live and move and have our being. And that's what we see in the life of Gideon, right? He goes from one victory to another victory, but he's constantly in need of encouragement, isn't he? All right. Who here, when you saw your, um, when God gave, who here, you have some dreams and some hopes and some vision for 2024? Awesome. Three of us. Good. All right. So if you don't, Donovan reminded us it's not too late to start 2024. You can still start. It's the first month. You're still legal, okay? But here's the thing. Who here, when you got a dream or a vision for what you were going to do, you can't, who are my planners? You've got the whole year mapped out already. You know, you know what we say about that? If you, if you plan it all out, you've just guaranteed how it won't happen. Well, or how you will do it, but God didn't call you to do something you can do. Why doesn't God call us to do things that only we can do? Because we have no testimony. I'll put it this way. I'm not all that. <laughs> if it's just something I can do, it's not going to be great. It's going to be boring. It's going to be ho-hum. I'm not all that. He doesn't want all that. He wants something to do with me. Two, one, so that we can build a relationship. And two, so that it will be truly glorious. Why is it glorious? Because it's from his glory and for his glory. And let me tell you, it's so funny. I was talking with Warren about something and, and I was thanking him for something. He said, well, you know, it was Jesus. And I'm like, no Dutch, Sherlock. I know you, Warren. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> You, it's only you with Jesus is awesome. Sorry, Warren. You without Jesus, not so much, right? I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, right? We're not meant to do this alone. But who here, you, um, you read a book on somebody's like path to success and you're like, aha, uh -huh, that's how you do it. And anybody seen the paths of success in scripture for people? Okay, so, so Moses, you're going to deliver the people of Egypt. Got it. Right? What is it, like 40 years later? Right? Right. I want to submit most of the delays in the Bible are simply because people were not participating in their process. But God still works anyway, doesn't he? Anybody been on some uh, um, remedial processes? Anyway, moving on. Um, so, but, but look at Gideon. Let's, let's map Gideon's journey, right? So you have a huge problem, right? But let me just be real. Yeah, Gideon, Gideon's talking about all the problems of Israel, but do you think he really cared about all of Israel's problems? 
Which problems do you think he really cared about? Exactly, how they affected him, right? Like he was complaining about the economy. He was complaining about these invaders who kept taking everything. But he was really complaining because he didn't have enough. He was complaining because he was a slave to fear. He was complaining on how it affected him. So he has this huge dream, but it's still, he does have the dream of God, right? To see the people delivered. So if we're going to deliver the people of God, what do we need to do? First of all, he, he does a radical sacrifice to no point. Anybody here felt like God called you the first thing to do made no sense and, made, and didn't, didn't make... And did anybody know what I'm talking about? God will tell you to do something and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. That's going the wrong direction. I have money problems. Why would I give it away? <laughs> like, let's just be, be realistic, people. Right? He, he has this amazing thing because the first step is to build a measure of trust in God. And then the next step is he goes out and, and he, God says, instead of going out, he says, first go in. Get your own house in order. Anybody here convinced that out there is really, really horrible? And God's like, okay, if you want to deal with that, then first own it. Um, and it Anybody known anybody self-righteous? Not yourself. <laughs> you know, the old story is if you point the finger, most of the fingers are pointing back at you, right? Right? Anybody known somebody who was trying to teach everybody how to live and yet couldn't find their way out of a paper bag? Yeah. Anyway, God will always start with you, right? Before he'll take you there. But then the next step, so, so we got Gideon, right? We got Gideon's got a problem. The, bi- the big old... Midianites. Midianites are a problem. And so first thing is, he does something that doesn't make any sense. And then he goes home. It's like he's going in the wrong direction, right? And then he does something blatantly stupid. (laughs) Right? Right? This is, by the way, this is your, your step-by-step program for your year. What do I mean by stupid? Who, he starts out by saying, who am I? I'm the least in my family, in the smallest tribe, right? And then he has this wild moment. Come Israel, join me. We will drive out the invaders. Which, the invaders weren't there at that moment, so maybe that was why he was brave. Right? And he, anyway, and he goes, blah, blah, and people start coming, and he starts having a full on freak out. <laughs> ah! <laughs> thank goodness Danya's not here to see how horrible that is. She would be embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but, but here's the, the thing is, he has a total freak out. Who here has freaked out in the middle of your, your obedience? Good, you're on the right path. If you haven't freaked out yet, you probably haven't gone far enough yet. Why? Why does God have to say over and over again, fear not? Because he takes us to the place where we're terrified on purpose. It's not a mistake, right? So here he is. And, and then all the, all the people gather, right? And God, and, and I, if I was, but, but, oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot a big step is after dealing with it at home, then all the Midianites, show, all, all, they, they gathered more friends. And they 
came in 10 times worse. Who here, when you started to obey, it actually got worse? Okay, good, good. Who here, when it started to get worse, you thought you might have made a mistake? I just want to say, if it gets worse, it doesn't mean that it's not God. But here's the key. Gideon, past the first moment of obedience, the expensive obedience, everything he did, he did with others. Why is it important to do things with others? Because you will be afraid. Sometimes we will encourage each other. Right? Some that we're not meant to do it on. But also what he's calling you and I to do is never just about us. That's narcissism. Whatever he's called you to is about us. About the world. About the body. It's about us. It's a, because Jesus didn't come and die for one. He died for all. He died for us as a body. And so here we got this step. It gets getting worse. And then he goes, has the freak out moment, and, and there they are, they're, they're worse, and he, and he has this brave moment, and then they gather, and he's, he went from having 10 guys following him to 32,000 people following him. Would you say that's a good day? If your company went from 10 employees to 32,000 employees, would you be like, I, I, what would you be tempted with? Can I pay him? Yeah, no. Exactly. Freaking out about responsibility, right? What else? Pride. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that you can have two diametrically opposed thoughts at the same time? You can be proud of it and feel like you're about to fail. Right? Like, how can, like the devil, you know when the devil's talking, because he'll sell you two diametrically opposed lies at the same time. He doesn't care which one you take. Take them both. I don't care. Right? It's like, like, you can, you would be tempted with pride, tempted with fear, tempted with being overwhelmed. But do you know what God calls you to, he provides the means for. But who here has mistaken blessing? Okay, you haven't done this. A blessing of finance comes your way. And without talking to Jesus, I've already decided where it needs to go. None of us? Like, like literally, it's amazing. I don't even bother to talk to Jesus because it's obvious he's blessed me. So I'll take it from here. But what God provides, God guides. What God provides is always seed for the next breakthrough, not bread for you just to meet your needs. And so here he goes. He's got 32,000. I would be tempted to trust in those 32,000. Granted, the odds, they're facing an army of 135,000. So it's four to one odds. Not good, right? Not good. But still better than 10, right? So I would be trusting in those 32,000. And so God knows that, doesn't he? He said, if you won, you might mistakenly think it was your 32,000. But Peter... You ain't all that. Okay. You know, we, there have been Sundays where I had a whole message worked up, spent hours and hours. I was so proud of it. And God goes, we're not talking about that. I'm like, I, 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 
I said, no, that was for you, Peter. <laughs> you need, that was your repentance. They don't need that. I was like, then what are we doing? He said, let's talk about this. I can't talk about that. I don't have anything to say about that. He said, wow, I guess it'll have to be me. <laughs> you guys probably know which messages those were because they were the best, right? Like, it's like, oh my gosh, has it come to this? Right? Oh dear, right? We want, I did this for you, Jesus. Jesus is like, why did you do it by yourself? Right? But so he goes, no, no, no. Just tell everybody who's scared to go home. Again, that is the most ridiculous method ever. If you're not scared, you're stupid. So that means the smart people leave and the stupid people stay. Why are we here? Oh, okay. Okay. Right? He's left with the stupid people going, oh my goodness. Anybody here, you feel called to something and you look around at who's God's called you to be with you. Don't look around right now. And you're like, what a bunch of lunatics. I'm the only sane one here. But they're thinking that about you. But anyway, you know, I, I look at Jesus, you know, if there have been times when I've complained like that. And he said, do you see my disciples? I'm like, oh, good point. <clears throat> Paul put it this way, not many of you were wise when he called you. Not many of you were rich. Why? Because the wise and the rich trust in themselves. Only those who don't trust the failures will trust in him. And so here he goes and he's sitting there and, the, and he tells them to leave, right? And, and, and then God says, that's okay, I'll get rid of, I'll take it from here, I'll get rid of them. And he gives them this thing and they're left down now to 300. Do, what, what do you think Gideon is tempted with now? Fear, run. I'm just going to be real. I'm mad at God right now. I'm really mad at God. I am very angry. What am I angry at God for right now? If I'm Gideon. Yeah, only 300. You led me out here to die. Who are my people? Who's, you've lured me out into the desert to die. One of the most amazing verses in is in Hosea. He says... I will allure her to the wilderness. And there, there, I'll give her back her vineyards. I will make the valley of Achor, the valley of destruction, a door of hope. Because she, she didn't, the very gifts I gave her became her slavery. So I will lure her through destruction. into. And so here he's sitting there, he's got 300 going. Now, but remember, how many did he start with? 10. Moving from 10 to 300, not bad. But anybody know it's all relative? <laughs> right? And I love it. God knows he needs encouragement, tells him to go down to the enemy camp. I'm sorry, who? I'm sorry, what? What? I'm sorry. I, you said I needed encouragement. Now I need depends. <laughs> like, like... I, like, that was my problem. I have seen the enemy. Now you can go see him up close. <laughs> the funny thing, though, is from a distance, the enemy is terrifying. Mm -hmm. But up close, you can see their pimples. <laughs> yeah. You can see their pores. You go, oh. And there he sees a couple of guys who are terrified of a dream. And they actually prophesy that Gideon will destroy them. Yeah. Whoa! So, after you freaked out, you uh, make sure you, you uh, get rid of uh, a large portion of the blessing, right? Get down to 300. 
Then go to the enemy, ask them for encouragement. Okay, all right, or so, you're tracking? Okay, and then, I love it, he comes back from the tank, and we can throw up that verse, uh, I think it's uh, 15 or 16, where he says, he comes back to the, uh, the, uh, to the, uh, he comes back to the camp, and he says, get up, the Lord has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. The God has given the Midianites and the whole camp where? Into his hands. Not into our hands. He's getting smarter. He's getting smarter. But also, what did he see that made him, he says it's already happened. What changed in his heart that allowed him to see 135,000 and go, this is a done deal? Wow. What do you think? He heard those gentlemen talking and he got hope. He got hope. Come on. Dig in this. This is a hard one. I'm being real. What happened to him? What shifted for him that allowed him to see 135,000 as nothing? Confidence? What's that? Revelation. Revelation. Huh? Their fear. God's word. God's word and their fear. Stay with me. I love this thing that Robbie Dawkins told us years ago. The fear you feel is the enemy's fear of you. That foreboding I felt was the enemy's foreboding. Because <laughs> I realized, wait a minute, things are going well. Why am I... You know, the fear you feel is the fear of the enemy, not yours. Amen. That's why he says fear not, because you shouldn't be dialoguing with the devil. Fear not. That is not my fear. And, and so learning that is like, oh, he realized, oh, this is awesome. God was right. I went down there. I was brave. I did this thing afraid. And God showed me they're more afraid of you than they are of, of me, than they are of... Yeah, yeah that, that thing. Anyway, <laughs> that I am. The ability to be encouraged by the word of the Lord. But do you guys remember, did he, did he go alone to the camp? No, he took a friend. Those who battle alone die alone. I'm going to beat y'all for a second because this is all of our problem. But we're getting better, but we're still in this. Who are my people? You got sick this week and nobody knew about it till you got better. Right? No. We bat when we battle alone, we die alone. We're meant to invite each other to our battles. Can you imagine what Gideon said to Pura? Pura. I need encouragement. Will you help me out? Yeah, sure. Ah, what can I do? Go with me down to that camp. Remember Jonathan and his armor bearer? Jonathan's like, I got an idea. You see those seasoned veteran soldiers up there? Yeah. They got the high ground. Yeah. What do you say we call them names till they come out and we whip their butts? Um, um... Um, 
I love the armor bear. Hey, sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> do you have friends dumb enough to believe God for you? Do you have friends that are dumb enough to believe God when you don't? Do you have friends who can hold your, the, the, the plans of God for your life that they, they believe for you when you f quit? Do you have people who when you are given in the towel and you're like, you're right, I'm so sick, it's just horrible, I'll just probably die. And they're like, you silly wiggle nagger, get up, right? Do you have friends who will encourage you? If you don't, then be one. That's how you get them. You be that for somebody else. So anyway, here he is. And so when Gideon heard this dream and its interpretation, I love it. Oh. He bowed down and what did he do? Worshipped. Why did delivering him from fear cause him to worship? Because fear is worship. And until you, until you drag your fear to the foot of Jesus, you'll be worshiping your fear rather than Jesus. And you'll have no other gods before him. He worshiped. He bowed down and he worshiped. Our battle begins in worship because otherwise we'll be battling alone. We, want, we go with God because we follow him. Because we keep our eyes fixed on him. He said, he will keep in perfect peace the one whose mind is stayed on him. When I keep my eyes on him, he keeps me in perfect peace. And then he returned to the camp of Israel and called out. Actually, it's really funny. I never noticed this. But notice it said, when he heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. Where was he worshipping? It didn't say, he, he later said he went back to the camp. He was worshipping in the enemy's camp. He was worshipping in the enemy's camp. I never saw that before. <laughs> Maybe they were being so loud with their fear. He, could, he, could. he worshipped God in the enemy camp. Listen. If you wait for Sunday morning to worship, you, this will just be resuscitation. <laughs> no, this is, listen, this is where we retool for victory out there. This is where we retool, but the real worship is there in the enemy camp. And then he came to the camp of Israel and he said, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Well, notice he said before his hands. Now he said your hands. See, when you have been given something from God, then you get to give it away to other people. It's not for you. It's for all. No, I was so grateful. Stacy reached out saying, I need a job. And guess what? She got a job. Because she invited us to the battle, we got a share in the victory. Right? Man, mm. could it be 
the battle you're fighting, the reason you're fighting it is because you're fighting alone? Anyway. And then, I love it, and then he says, dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them. Guys, can you imagine you're a SEAL team? Guys, we got a mission. You guys are the few, the stupid, who are still here. Welcome. Should you accept? Yes. We'll have special equipment. Okay. Here's your trumpet. Um, aren't we trying to sneak up on the enemy? Um, have you heard me play? You can see the guys going, I've never done this before. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't feel very qualified. And then, oh, here's an empty jar. Empty? Like, what is this for? No, no, it's good, it's good. Okay, so actually we have that from the passage before. Great question. Where did he get the trumpets and jars? From the 32,000. When they left, they left all their provisions. And the trumpets were used to call each individual family. So they used trumpets in, the, in ancient times because war was so insane. You, the way you did is you blow the trumpet, everybody rally to that trumpeter. And that's how you follow. So there was a trumpet for each individual division because otherwise... There was no way to control him. And then the, the main king would have a, his own trumpet that would call everybody in and out. The jars were the provisions that apparently they already ate. <laughs> they, were, they were empty Ziplocs, right? You know, they just left their jars behind. You know, they took their, their lunch and their, you know, corned beef and cabbage. And, and, and so they, 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 had, they had the trash and trumpets. And sticks. And sitting there, and they're going, and see, God made a provision. When he saw the 32,000, uh, Gideon thought that was the provision. But the provision was the trumpets. The provision was the jars. And, but look at this. Suddenly, he has, I, I mean, I want to say this. It really is the stupid who stayed behind because the stupid are the ones who were willing to believe. The stupid are smart enough to believe. And he sits there and he says, here he goes, and he says, now watch me. I want to say this again. You can't expect people to do what you won't do. Watch me. Watch me, nay, nay. <laughs> watch me, he told me. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and Gideon. Now, for those of you reading ahead or been in Sunday school, you know how this pan pans out. But think about it from their perspective. If I'm on that team, what kind of questions might I be asking Gideon at this point? What's next? So after we've alerted them to our presence, how fast do we run? Right? Like, 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 like notice, what, what weapons did he give them? Trumpets and jars. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, 
the torch after the fact, <laughs> right? Like, good grief. Oh. Follow my lead. For, and so, but, but the reason, I've got to believe the reason they went is they saw the faith in Gideon. They saw the courage in Gideon. And they saw the sacrifice of Gideon. He led that way. And when he did, they said, and the Gideon and the men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard, and they blew their trumpets. So that's, again, that's what the king would do. He would do the massive blast, and that would signal everybody else. And the three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hand, holding their right hands the trumpets they were to blow, and they shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon! And while each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. I think nobody was more surprised than Gideon. I don't know if he knew exactly what would happen. I mean, who could? You can't predict the future. When we obey God, it's not because we doesn't give us control. Anybody notice that? When we obey God, we can't control outcomes. But God says, I'll bless you. I will work all things together for good. I'll work them. It doesn't mean they start out good. Anybody has something that started out not good? That has become good? He will work them to our good. If we'll let him, he will do it. He'll bring it home. And here they're sitting there going, and I think Gideon, Gideon's like, well, God, I may be coming to you. Right? Here we go. I wonder how many times he brought the trumpet up to his lips before he fired it off the first time. <laughs> but again, you will many times do things together that you would never do alone. You will be braver. Who got, okay, this is particularly true of young men. Who are my boys? Sometime in your early 20s, you did something truly stupid, but it was because there were a bunch of you guys together and you're still alive. <laughs> the number of things like dude you want to yeah right it's amazing godly stupidity <laughs> godly stupidity that is enough to believe god and to do it that's why shadrach and meshach and abednego are standing together going bring it on king why because we need to do this together and when they do it what happens the what now we know is what the enemy saw was on the mountains all around what they saw where they saw torches, which, by the way, in the ancient world, a light was expensive. Light, because have you know how many olives you have to crush to get olive oil? Yeah. Right? Olive, uh, light was expensive. And so when you see people doing this incredibly, incredible, the, the expensive display of light, that's also, they didn't attack in the night for a good reason. You couldn't see anything. So suddenly they see light and they hear a trumpet. And remember, a trumpet is for every division. So what do they hear? 300 divisions are descending upon us in the middle of the night. And if they're brave enough to fight in the night, they must be insane. Run for your lives. And what happens is the enemy actually, they attack each other. Stand and see the victory of the Lord. Stand and see the victory of the Lord. Now there's more to it. They have to pursue. They have to get allies. All of that. 
But this victory that they get is a lifetime victory. In the lifetime of Gideon, they never attack again. The final thing I want to bring attention to is, where did the enemy attack? He attacked the richest, wealthiest area. What do you think the people in the richest, wealthiest area felt after having their lunch money stolen for seven years straight? What do you think they thought of themselves? Victims? Cursed? Do you think they hated their valley of plenty? Why did you bring me here, God? Could it be the place of your greatest defeat is the place of your greatest victory? Could it be the place where God has called you, where you are suffering, is actually the place where he's going to give you victory that is delivering others? Whatever it is, though, I promise your path will look something like Gideon's. You, won't be able, you might write an exciting book, but you won't write a very clear book. So I just want you to take a moment. Each of us have valleys of plenty where the enemy has been taking our lunch money again and again and again. And we have a narrative where this is my lot. I'm the least in my family. This is horrible. This is bad. Why does this keep happening? Better just sink down and have lowered expectations. But could God be calling you in 2024 to take a stand and invite others to your battle. And to turn that valley of plenty into enough for generations to come. If we could have the worship team come up. But the battle will begin in our mind and in our hearts and in our worship. We can stand. Father, we come before you. Bad farmers down in a wine press in our place of loss. But we declare, Lord, this will be the place of our victory. A sound mind for the spirit of fear. I feel like right now, Jesus is breaking off fear. If you've been struggling with fear, if you felt paralyzed and unable to think, go ahead and put your hand on your head right now. Come on, I'm not joking. Any kind of torment, fog, anxiety, it's all fear it's all fear it's not a friendly spirit it will shut you down and leave you paralyzed so just start just partner with Jesus right now and just say I break agreement with the spirit of fear Woo! spirit of fear I command you to get out of me I don't need you to protect me. Whew. 
And Jesus, I just right now choose to step into what you have for me. As I break partnership with fear, I rise up into creativity, into creative ideas and solutions. Gideon had a creative solution. He stepped out of fear into creative solution. He stepped out of fear into creative solution. Fear shuts us down and we cannot creatively think. We cannot hear his voice. It's fear just has us surviving. And right now as we break agreement with fear, I feel like our business ideas are coming in. Um, strategy on who you need to call, on how you're gonna navigate this, and it's gonna be crazy and strange, okay? It's not logical. Just like with Gideon, the strategy was creative. I feel like he wants to give those creative strategies right now. Whew. Jesus, I just, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come and take up the room. Take up the room that fear has vacated right now. Take up the room in, in our minds and hearts right now. Where the fear is gone, where that partnership is broken. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to just come and fill up that space. Just start speaking right now, Holy Spirit. As fear has shut up. Holy Spirit, thank you that we can hear your voice. Thank you that you can, we can hear your voice giving us divine strategy giving us divine strategy right now. Whew. But you're not doing it alone. You're not doing it alone. You're not supposed to start alone. You're not supposed to finish alone. And you're definitely not supposed to go through alone. Who's he calling to your battle? Who are you? Who are your brothers? Who's the who's the poor that you're going to take down to the camp? Who are the brothers who are going to help you tear down the altar in your own home? Who are the brothers who are going to rise up and be dumb enough to go to war with you? Who are they? Grab them. Grab that brother. Grab that sister. Don't leave today without them. Who's signing up to join your army? Come on, come on. Whew. If the ministry teams can come up, if you need prayer for anything, come and be prayed for. It, but also write down those creative ideas. You can talk yourself out of them really quickly. If you don't write them down, if you don't tell somebody else about them, you can talk to yourself out and just, um, Gideon could have talked himself out. Gideon could have talked himself out. But if you, as Jesus gives you those creative, those crazy ideas, write them down, share them, and just let's go for it. We will see the victory of the Lord. We will see the victory of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on. Come on. So come be prayed for. Share with someone and write it down. Come on. So good. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.